And welcome back, Takers. We are back after a one-week hiatus. We apologize for that, but uh, life gets in the way sometimes. But we are happy to be back with you. We're going to be talking rookie running backs coming up to the draft. It is April 12th, 2022, 16 days away from the draft. So exciting times. Uh, we got Ryan Atagless Haynes with us and Matt I.R. Regan. Good to see you, boys. What's going on? Got to bring some energy. Let's go, boys. We're Talking trying. football. We're trying. A lot of uh, technical difficulties we had to figure out there. Prepping. Not really technical. Yeah. <laughs> Mental errors. <laughs> hey, hey. Come on. Don't be so hard <laughs> on yourself. Uh, <laughs> usually is place the bet on it. Uh, we are just a tip, a fantasy football podcast, just some influencers, fantasy influence. Wow. Edit that fucking out, man. <laughs> uh, we are just a tip, a fantasy football podcast, just some friends, fantasy influencers, enthusiasts getting down into the running back breakdown. I don't know if you guys heard that in the background. Uh, <laughs> uh, the rookie class, uh, we'll, we're going to catch up on all the news. We'll try to go quick with it, but you know how that is with us. We like to take our time. Uh, but we'll get into Haynes briefs. Uh, we'll talk about the new logo bracket challenge that we got going on. But before that, guys, I wanted to talk to you. Kind of a little leftovers at the beginning. Out of all the free agent class right now, class pool, guys, who is it surprising that these guys are available? Where do you want them to go? Uh, Melvin Gordon, I guess we'll peek into that news. I want him to go to Miami because they need that workhorse vet, but he is visiting with Baltimore. Regan, that would suck if he goes to Baltimore, right? Yeah, all five running backs there would uh, be horrible. <laughs> It seems like Dobbins and Edwards will be starting on the pup to start training camp, though. So, Ryan, good move for them. Bad move for fantasy. I mean, it absolutely makes sense for the Ravens. You can never have enough running back depth. I think they ran into that problem last year. The Niners seem to run into that problem every single year. Uh, but this is just an example of how you these teams just kind of pop out of the woodwork to go after running backs. And that's what makes me so nervous about the, the draft coming up. Is I'm like, all right, I'm feeling good about maybe this three down back who doesn't seem to have any co competition, maybe an Austin Eckler, and then bam, Brees Hall is, is added to the mix. And uh, it, it changes things big time. So we'll, we'll see what happens here. Who's Brees Hall? I don't know. We'll answer that name question later. Sure. <laughs> Just name <laughs> dropping everywhere. All right, Regan, out of the wide receivers in the free agency, do you, you have a particular guy you want him to go somewhere? I don't think I have a landing spot, but I'm just so surprised that Jarvis Landry is still out there after being released from the Browns. Mm -hmm. I know it's word that he's going to go back to the Browns. It's a possibility, and I think that's his best spot. Watson's going to going to be playing this uh, year, but I think he's the most talented out there right now. So I like to see him in Green Bay. Oh. Green Bay, hell yes. Green Bay would be nice. Definitely not the Patriots. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, no. We got somebody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that later. How about you, Ryan? Give me a name. Uh, I'm gonna say Julio Jones. Uh, mm. I think he's still got. I think he's still got enough left in the tank. He obviously battled some injuries last year. I would absolutely love to see him in Indianapolis reunited with Matt Ryan. I think that's mm. that chemistry is the best scenario for both of those guys to have something familiar in a new place. So I, I would love to see Julio in Indy. Well, say goodbye to your Paris Campbell hopes, then. I said goodbye to those like week three last year. Whatever week <laughs> yeah. <you> yeah. <laughs> you guys can cut them from your dynasty leagues, no problem. I don't know what to do with this jersey, man. <laughs> I have it. I don't uh, know why. <laughs> it was on clearance. <laughs> yeah. You got to get it restitched. Yeah. Wait for yeah, somebody else to take the number. Uh, I was too, too confident. Way too confident. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, 
I mentioned at the beginning, Melvin Gordon. I really want him to go to Miami because of uh, Raheem Mostert. He's more like the most hurt all the time. But uh, also, AJ Green to Green Bay wouldn't wouldn't be a bad play as long as he could stay healthy. He didn't do too bad for the Cardinals last year, so I'm kind of surprised he hasn't been signed somewhere. I'd like to see him in like a, a spot where he can be a number three option, not a number one option, not even a number, really a number two option. I'd like to see him be a number three option, and uh, we'll kind of see what happens with that. But OBJ, I don't know what is happening with uh, on that front there, Mac. E. Uh, I mean, is he going back to the Rams? Is he going somewhere else? I mean, there hasn't even been like – there hasn't been anything regarding OBJ. I heard Jamie Eisenberg from CBS say that he might be on track to be ready by the beginning of the season. I'm like, how is that possible? Wow. Science. Unless they're just trying to get him signed somewhere Steroids. or back with the Rams. Steroids. Whatever. You're coming to also the end science. of your career. They won't catch you in like two years. It'll be fine. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, I did want to touch on this, guys. Uh, some sad news, very tragic news over the weekend. Dwayne Haskins, uh, former first-round pick by Washington, Ohio State quarterback, outstanding QB there. He tragically died over the weekend. He was struck on the highway. Um, very sad news. I hate to bring the moon down, but I did want to touch on it. I was hopeful for him in Pittsburgh. And put aside the talent, uh, the football part of it, he seemed loved by his brothers around the league. And it was that part was very touching to see all the outreach to his family, thoughts and prayers to them. Uh, It's very sad, 24 years young, uh, working hard uh, with Pittsburgh, and the coaching staff loved him there. So uh, tell your loved ones you love them, man. Yeah, it could be Rob Short. So it's unfortunate. Absolutely. Very, very, very sad news. Um, mm. Wishing his family all the best. Praise oh. to you guys. Uh, and in other news, uh, try to brighten up the mood here, Regan. Before we get to the briefs, we have our new logo bracket challenge. I never know how to segue from something like that, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that you don't. Awkward. I was like, why'd you say me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just pass it off to you. Uh, but we have our new logo bracket challenge. Thank you to 50 of you replying to our poll on Instagram. Just a tip, FFP. And in the description, you can follow the link to our Google poll to help out with our bracket. So this is how it started, Regan. How's it finishing? Where are we at? Nothing like that. No. And this was last week. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, if baby. you're watching this on YouTube, we are showing the bracket right now. Just a tip. A fantasy football podcast. You can watch us there. Uh, X'd out. A bunch of you guys are helping us out. Pick our new brands, our new logo. And what are the who's the final two right now, Regan? Yeah, so exactly, Max. So if you're not looking on here, go see us on our uh, Facebook page and whatnot to see this. But, uh, dude, we're coming down to the last two, and it is, you know, I'm really excited. Two of my favorite are actually moving on. So if you're looking at the screen, uh, uh, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to go that far. You know, we just had, we had some lopsided. Let's put it that way. We had a really close matchup on one side. And then a really lopsided one. So now we got two similar logos, and I'm really excited. I don't know about you guys. You know, one we got a little bit more, um, a little bit more going on, and another one a little bit more simple. So this is really going to determine what what uh, direction we're going to as a group. And uh, you know, thank you guys again so much for voting. I know it's kind of daunting, and every single time I go somewhere, and they're like, "Oh, do you mind doing a poll?" I'm like, "Absolutely not." <laughs> <laughs> Even when they tell me I'm getting money off, it ain't happening. So uh, I appreciate it, and uh, please vote this last time. Let's let's finish strong at this last logo, and uh, I'm really excited to see what it is. I, I don't think we can go wrong with this, though. Both logos are great, and uh, we'll go from there. It's going to be close. This is going to be a close. Thank you, Chuck Norris. <laughs> I like it. it will be close, uh, and I won't be disappointed either way, whichever one comes out on top. I like them being around. <laughs> 
I'll give you the, the hint of which <laughs> nice. ones are the the final there. Uh, all right, Ryan. I, oh, actually, before that, if you guys don't mind, real quick, I know we're a few minutes in. Uh, before we get into the briefs, I want to open up my leftovers, which we usually wait and save for the end of the episode. I wanted to touch on it at the top because some of you takers don't listen to the end of the episode, which you're really missing out. I'd say that's our <laughs> best work is in the leftovers. Uh, but one of our good friends, Hutch, who has been with us since the beginning, he's been taking our tips left and right, uh, really supporting <laughs> oh, yeah. us. So much appreciated to you, Hutch. Uh, he is doing a, a rucksack race down at the Cape. Uh, the end of this month, uh, it's to support a foundation uh, called Heroes in Transition. Money goes 100% to veterans in needs of assistance, uh, those who are struggling to transition into civilian life. Uh, if you're like me, you wouldn't survive the course, so this is a way you could get... Uh, <laughs> help help out these veterans uh who are in need to donate to somebody like hutch that's willing to uh to do this for them and just to show your appreciation to them i'll have the link in the description we'll share it on our social media platforms as well so thank you hutch for the work you are doing go i want it done in less than an hour maybe i'll be <laughs> there to cheer you on uh it's a great cause. Is it uh, similar to a potato sack race? Close. I think it's sand. Oh. So it tastes like dirt, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I just know I wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, but it actually reminds me of a movie, Ryan. Have you seen Thank You For uh, My Service? Thank You For I Your Service. Not. Excuse me. Thank You For My Service was a book. Uh, Thank You For Your Service you read. is a good movie. Yeah, occasionally. I didn't know he could read. Um, Jesus, Miles, every day. Miles Teller stars in that movie. Great movie. Uh, shows how vets struggle adjusting to civilian life. So uh, pretty, pretty realistic. Mm. And with that, we will get to Haynes' briefs. If I can bring it up. Nope. Mm, he can't bring them up. They're too heavy. They're foolish. Never mind. Sweet sassy molassy. <laughs> Nice one. All right. Let's try to uh, speed this up real quick before we get to the running back breakdown. Yeah, sure. Not a ton of news uh, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, one of the biggest pieces of news was that Bruce Arians, head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is out. Officially moving to a front office position. This was reported first by Adam Schefter. Todd Bowles uh, is going to be sliding in as head coach. Now, Bowles was the defensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. He's the one that <laughs> he's is... the one that screwed up their trip to the Super Bowl by putting one guy on Cooper Cup. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? To his defense, if you watch what the Bengals did, even if you put four guys on Cooper Cup, still going to do the same thing. It doesn't you. matter. Touché. It does not matter. <laughs> So maybe it was uh, so the this, right call. Sell out, try to get Stafford down. Anyway, continue. This is Bull's second stint as head coach. He spent four years with the Jets prior. Uh, he went 24 and 40 with the uh, with the big green there, as would every other coach in the history of, of coaches given that roster. Uh, so, <laughs> Freaks, what are your what's your initial impression of this move here? Uh, Arians out and Bulls in. Oh, the fact that you consider Bruce Arians in at all makes no sense to me. He's been out the entire time, especially since Tom Brady's been there. Yeah, it's just pointless. The the stuff that I we saw, coaching decisions and stuff like that. It's been Tom Brady's team, <laughs> so I this means nothing to me. It's uh, I don't know. They're bringing in Todd Bowles, who will probably be even more underspoken when Tom Brady's in in the helm. So. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, here's here's the thing with Bowles, defensive coordinator. He's not going to be all that tuned into the offensive side of the ball. Right. Whatever relationship Byron Leftwich and Tom Brady have is going to remain the same. So, Mac, is this going to is this going to change much, or are we going to see a very similar Bucks team? Uh, it's going to be pretty similar. I actually think they'll be more risk taking. Actually, Bowles will be like, ah, hell, if I care, go for it. <laughs> Fourth and ten, go for it, Brady. I coach the Jets. <laughs> Let's go. He'll be on the sideline clapping. Here we go, LeBron. Oh, I mean, Brady. Oh, man. 
Sorry. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, listen, we're going to move to the next bit of news. Uh, Regan's going to be super excited about this one. It's not OBJ, but Devontae Parker for Adam Schefter as well. The Patriots will be acquiring Devontae Parker uh, and a 2022 fifth round pick in exchange for a 2023 third round pick. Regs, oh, how do you feel about this? Ecstatic. And not just because he's a great player in the, coming to a team in need, but it also gets stolen from Max's team. And it just, oh, I saw this and I was so happy. I literally laughed out loud in the middle of my office at work. Stolen? Yeah, we gave them to you. <laughs> no. No. Oh, come on. Yeah, nope. I don't know how to feel about this, to be honest with you, because I, as much as I, I like to see talent leave Max team and enter our team, the fact that their third receiver is now our number one receiver is not a, a feeling that I that I like to sit with. But, you know, it is what it is. He's better than anybody else that we have. Oh, by far. They so need to make room. They, had, they got Tyree killed. They needed to make room. You gotta. You can't, you can't throw the ball to everyone. And you can't pay everyone, so it made yeah. sense for them to get rid of them. So five million I, I hope, space. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Devontae Parker, I think he's still. You know, he only played ten games. I think last year, really only participated in about eight. Uh, still had seventy targets the year, two years prior. He had over a hundred targets. That is, so I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully, he can just keep going. I'd love to see him. Uh, you know, taking a little bit of work off. Uh, from some of these other guys, so I'm really, really happy. Absolutely. We need it. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Spoiler: It won't. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> All right, fine. Negative, Nancy. All right, and then we had a uh, pick swap here: Eagles and Saints early, early draft trade action. So this trade happened uh, a little over a week ago. Saints get uh, the number 16 pick and the number 19 pick. Uh, as well as uh, pick 194, uh, which is later in the draft there. Uh, <laughs> don't know why I didn't put the rounds, but, you know, we'll just go with it. Like a six how or about, seven. The Eagles how get the number. You guys do the math. I mean, six come or on, seven. please. How much prep do you think we can do? Eagles get the number 18th pick. So basically, uh, in the number 18th pick, the Saints move up a couple of spots. They pick up an additional first-round pick. That's really the, the bulk of this. The Eagles get uh, a couple more picks in this year's draft. They move up to 101. Uh, they get the, the pick number 237, and then they get a 2023 first and a 2024 second. Listen, you can snore all you want. This is, this is a very detailed trade that's incredibly boring, but also could have some major impact. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, how are we feeling about this move? This is kind of kind of a strange move and you don't see this very often but mac if you have jalen hurts in your dynasty league you are hoping that he goes off this year and you either take the risk of him being traded to a different team or you trade him away because they do not believe in this kid so if he starts out hot i would trade him because it looks like they're stacking up next year to grab a quarterback especially in a dynasty or keeper you're saying that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. fantasy, reality, football. The Eagles. It seems like they're not trusting that Hurts is their guy. Unfortunate. I like the kid, but it looks like they might be going next year for somebody. They're stacking up for it. Yeah, I mean that certainly seems to be the case. Uh, I mean the Eagles still have plenty of picks this year. I mean they have mm -hmm. ten picks in this draft. Uh, they have a, a ton of picks next draft. They have multiple first round picks in both drafts. Uh, so they're they're loading up for this for this nice rebuild. So we'll see what happens here. And I hope Jalen Hurts is a part of it. Uh, all right. And then I'm just going to mention a few things quickly. Xavier Howard. I know Mac. This was a big topic last year. He does mm -hmm. finally get his extension with the Dolphins. Five years, fifty fifty point six million dollars. He's the highest cornerback of cornerback of all time. Was this worth it for the Dolphins to do? Tough acting, tonight. Absolutely. They, he almost held out last year, and I know that the previous year he just signed the contract, but it's like, I'm sorry, you have the most picks since 2018, I think, something like that. He's got to get paid, lock him up, like he locks down everybody else except Tyree Kill because he's on his team now. But whew, 
he could keep up with Tyree Kill. He could keep up with pretty much anybody else in the league. So you need that guy. Good for them. The other big defensive move, Bobby Wagner, five years, 50 mil to the Los Angeles Rams. I, oh, my God. So annoying. There's no, there's no cap. It doesn't exist. That's it's not just, real. It's not like real. Unicorns. <laughs> it definitely is. Nobody has made that more apparent than the uh, than the Los Angeles Rams there. Uh, Frank Gore signs a one-day one deal to retire as a 49er. Uh, Texans bringing Marlon Mack. We think Whew. he's going to be uh, – a He's gonna be able to bring starter quality. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? <laughs> Who, yeah, not, I think that's the answer. Who knows? I mean, yeah. he has just as much of a chance as anybody else on that roster. I tried shooting out some trades for him just to have some depth. See what happens. He's I mean, still his young enough. His biggest competition is Royce Freeman right now. Uh, They're definitely gonna draft somebody. And Rex Rex Burkett. Yeah, sure. He's also a big big competitor there. He's they right there. Draft somebody. They have to. They have to get younger at some point. Uh and then the Bucks bring back Giovanni Bernard. Uh, do we still think Keyshawn Vaughn's the number two on this roster, or do you think Gio is gonna be kind of taken uh, a bit away from him? Do you think, Ryan? Because you were pretty buttered about this, I bet. I think Gio, I think Gio takes away enough receptions near near the uh end zone there, which is what he did last year, but he really wasn't Snap count was really low. Yeah, I think, it was. He only, I think he had single digit carries. I think he only had like four rushing attempts the whole season. Yeah. So everything was in the passing game. Yeah, he's not a factor. Simple right. enough. And that's how I'll end the Haynes briefs. All righty. Appreciate it, Ryan. Uh, takers out there, if you are watching this on YouTube, just a tip a fancy football podcast. Like, subscribe, share tips with your friends and family. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon. Got to mention at the top. Download the episode, leave a review. It'd be much appreciated. Uh, and if you do, Ryan and Regan will send you twenty dollars. Monopoly, oh, Monopoly money. money. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's get into the rookie running back breakdown. Okay. I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) And we will break down the uh, rookie running backs. Running back. The running back, y'all. All righty. Ryan, you were talking a lot right there, so I will will start off. We got this stud. You probably all have heard of him. Brees Hall. As I bring Petey up the Jones. overlay, Petey, Petey, he, no, Brees Hall does not fumble the ball, right? That's uh, true. Brees Hall from Iowa State. We got his pros. He's got the power. He's a powerful running back. He's thick. He's hard to take down. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the overlay. It's pretty good stuff. The ticker on the bottom there. Hope you like it. Uh, he's. He's hard to take down. He He's fast and hard. But some cons here, limited play style, too much of a zone offense uh, style in college, so that might be limited his playbook. Uh, too much foreplay. Ryan, what do you mean by that, you weirdo? What are you talking about? <laughs> I think uh, he just kind of doesn't hit the hole as hard as, he, as hard as he should sometimes. So mm. uh, oh. not a major concern for him, but, yeah, he's, he likes – to dabble in that foreplay a little bit. He takes his time, but he's a big guy. Uh, 6'1", 217 pounds. And Ryan Wilson from uh, CBS, right? Maybe? Right, no. yep. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta Falcons, round two, pick number 58 is what he's projecting. But, Ryan, why don't you share what your thoughts are on Brees Hall? Yeah, listen, I mean, Brees Hall – when you look at Brees Hall's size and his strengths, 6'1", 217, uh, can make big plays, good balance, strong, and is a is a good factor in the passing game, very efficient in the passing game. I mean, this guy's he's all around. I mean, size and can be involved in every asset of the game. So I think Atlanta Falcons round two, 
I'm, I think Wilson hit the nail on the head. This is a team that desperately needs to run him back. You bring back Corderell Patterson, uh, and he's going to be the lead back again. Damian Williams, Mike Davis. I mean, these are all guys at the tail end of their careers and also guys who have not been super impactful throughout their careers and definitely not reliable, number one. So I'm going Falcons here at pick 43. Ideally, I'd love to see Buffalo Bills round one, pick 25. I think every year – these running backs are kind of projected to go in the second round and one always sneaks in the first round. So last year was Etienne with the surprise move by the Jaguars. The year before that was CEH getting picked by the chiefs at the tail end of that first round. So I'd love to see him in Buffalo, another team that needs a running back, not as desperate as the Falcons. I think he goes to the Falcons. I think Najee was taken last year in the first round too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're absolutely Correct. right. Yep. And uh, yeah, they seem to, their stock jumps up. I think some teams might panic. So, yeah, I could see him being a first day pick. Um, Regan, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, to to uh, go with you guys, I totally agree. I think I think he's probably going to be the only running back taken in the first round this coming up year. Mm. But uh, Ryan, I like both your takes. Atlanta, good call. I actually think somebody else might be going there. So. That leaves uh, Buffalo Bills, like you said. I think that's the projected landing spot, and I also think it's the ideal landing spot. So nothing crazy about this one. He is the best running back all around in this draft by far, if you ask me. Just at least well, most well-rounded, uh, most game-time ready. It, you know, like I said, <laughs> the past two years, the last year, you know, broken record at this point. The Bills, great team, well-rounded in every single aspect except for the run game. They need to get this running game going. Uh, They're freaking kryptonite. The Kansas City Chiefs are, looks like they're somewhat reloading a little bit, you know, getting ready. You know, they got rid of Tyree Kill. This might be the opportunity that the Bills have been waiting for to get past the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship and get get to the Super Bowl. Um, Well, and Cincinnati maybe. But either way, um, if they can... Put you know, put all their marbles in this one guy. Just go out and get the best guy you can. You you have Josh Allen, you have Stefan Diggs, you just re-signed him as well. Go get the best guy here. I think this is the best opportunity for them to move forward, not just um to get a great running back, but it's the best opportunity for him. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh I don't agree with you guys though. I'm going a little bit against the grain here. My projected landing spot is Arizona 23rd overall. So okay. they kept James Conner, but they let Edmonds go. Cliff Kingsbury was talking uh, to the reporters a few weeks ago saying he can't keep them both, and they're going to go with a rookie. So I could see this happening. My ideal landing spot, though, I had this idea a couple weeks ago. Titans, 26 overall. I hate it, too. <laughs> but I'm log- I'm looking long-term for Henry, Derrick Henry. He is 28, and they don't have a running back in waiting. They had Derrick Henry behind DeMarco Murray, who was going off, and they waited. Then Henry exploded on the scene with 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. So I could see something similar happening like that with Brees Hall. Uh, let him get his feet wet. Uh, I don't want him to go to a team that's fallen apart and has a crappy old line and it's just going to hurt him uh, like Seattle or Atlanta <laughs> with the garbage yeah. old line. It won't be a good long-term plan for running back. I mean, if he gets all the work, okay, cool. Three-year window and that's it. I'm not, I want him long-term. Uh, my comp though, I was thinking when I was watching his uh, highlight reel and it was confirmed by, Anthony Amico, who is on EstablishTheRun.com, good website to check out, uh, good scouting reports for him. But Matt Forte, remember him? He had some amazing years, uh, including a 102 reception year on top of 1,800 total yards and 10 touchdowns. Uh, the way Hall runs with vision, great stiff arm, good balance. Uh, he has the patience to let the hole develop, too, in the zone blocking, find that lane and speed right through. Accelerate right through. So I think he'd be great there. You know, or Miami. Miami could take him too. And the hundred the two pick overall <laughs> if he falls that far. Uh but those are my thoughts on Brees Hall there. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, nearly 1,500 yards last year, 20-plus touchdowns, 1,500-plus uh, yards the year before that with also 20-plus touchdowns. I mean, this guy, he's hes a machine. He produced in college, and I don't see why he can't produce in the pros. Definitely. Agreed. It will be something to see. Next guy we got, is it Kenneth Walker already? Look at that. We are moving right along here. <laughs> Sorry, I try to bring up one. the overlay. <laughs> Kenneth Walker, I know. Uh, so we got some pros. Uh, he pounds the holes nicely. He uh, shifts gears smoothly. Uh, he's a smooth guy. Uh, some cons, though. He struggles with the pass blocking. And one-dimensional? What do we mean by that, Ryan? Well, he's not. he has not been involved or was not involved in the passing game heavily throughout his collegiate career. Mm. So he only had, I want to say, he had about 13 catches last year. Uh, but, you know, Mac, you know, this is, this is kind of the, uh, the stigma that he has. If you look at this Michigan State team, and mm-hmm. I look back from 2015 to this year, they do not incorporate running backs in the passing game whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Go back and look at the stats by season. And I'll tell you what, the only guy, the only running back for Michigan State who produced in the passing game was Connor Hayward. You know what position Connor Hayward played this year? Tight end. Knew it. Always. They were like, ah, this dude can catch. He's not going to play running back for us anymore. That's a waste. Let's put him at tight end. So if you go back, I would recommend to anybody who's looking at tape, go back to the Michigan-Michigan State game. First of all, Kenneth Walker had four rushing touchdowns, and that dude was like – explosive and it was almost impossible to tackle him once he got into the open field but he had made some nice a couple of nice catches that game one was like a one-handed grab that was way off to his right Mm -hmm. it was for negative yardage but he caught the pass and another one it's kind of skipped up to him but he he didn't look awkward trying to catch the football and that's what i'm trying to get at so i i don't know what happens here in the pros but he's fairly one-dimensional he has potential, that's for sure. But at 5'9", I don't see him playing tight end. <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, <laughs> but he's 211 pounds. Uh, Ryan Wilson projected him to go to the Cardinals in round two, pick 55. Um, yeah, Was that all your thoughts on him? No, you know, I'll say this. Uh, I think he goes – so first of all, this guy won – the Doak Walter Award last year mm. for best running back in, in college. Uh, the Walter Camp Award, which is the best player in college. Uh, you know, so it's not the Heisman Trophy, but it's the next best thing. Uh, I think his projected landing spot for me is the New Orleans Saints round two, pick 49. Uh, you know, they're backup running backs right now behind Kamara. You know, you have Mark Ingram, Tony Jones. Kamara is going to be 27 going into the season. I think they're looking in the future here, and I, I think he would be a nice guy to put in as a number two to Kamara. Uh, I think his ideal landing spot is the Cardinals. Round pick, uh, round two, pick 55. So I think the Cardinals, like UMAC, are going after a running back, and I think Kenneth Walker is the perfect back to pair with James Conner. Conner, he's involved in the passing game. He has shown that he can be efficient there. So you don't need to depend on Kenneth Walker to be in the passing game. He just has to give Connor a break. So I think uh, the Cardinals would be his ideal landing spot. All right. I don't hate it. How about you, Regan? I like that. Yeah. And uh, I think I like this a little bit more than the Brees Hall take Mac. Um, Just because I think Brees Hall is a little, uh, you know, a little bit more comparable to Connor. Um, But good take in general. I'm thinking that they, uh, need another running back because they definitely do but um needless to say kenneth walker um i actually ended up switching my projections and everything while ryan was talking but uh <laughs> cheater you can't do that oh it doesn't matter i just switched my ideal and my projected so i didn't really change too much but projected landing spot is the new york jets and my ideal landing spot i'm just going to say in both right now is the la chargers and i'm thinking they probably trade up from maybe Detroit, get their around two thirty fourth pick overall or something like that. Um, and I'm only saying this now because, you know, depth is one thing. Both these teams that I just mentioned have stud starting running backs, you know, Michael Carter in New York and Austin Eckler in L.A. Um, but, you know, 
Michael Carter could be the passing downs guy. We know Austin Eckler's the passing downs guy. Let's do a change of pace back um, for both these teams with a, a stud running back like Walker. And I think it could go could go great. And you know, we've seen Austin Eckler get hurt. Even Michael Carter got hurt his rookie season last year. Um, not really workload, but it's just it's just the name of the game. So having depth is one thing. Having change of uh, pace back, I think, could really help these teams out. Especially why I chose LA as my ideal landing spot is you know they can make a great playoff run. And if they add something like Walker to the backfield to match with Austin Eckler, this could be dangerous in general. So I think I this is it. the direction they, they really should go for. I mm. love those projections. Yeah, they're, they're all okay. right. No, I'm just kidding. They're good. Uh, so he's going to Miami, huh, Mac? No, no, I don't want him. I <laughs> have Every running back, Miami. <laughs> nope, not this guy. I hope not. I have an unpopular take on Kenneth Walker. I know he's fast. But watching his film, I'm not overwhelmed. But my projected landing spot, Atlanta 58. Ideal landing spot, I was thinking Buffalo at 57. Uh, just a good okay. RPO back with Allen and him. It could work out pretty well. He's going to get an opportunity. Uh, there are a few running back needy teams out there that are going to invest some decent capital in. So, yeah, expecting a second round uh, pick. For him, I don't mind his height. Barry Sanders and Maurice Jones-Drew, they were both 5'8". Now, I'm not comparing them to Sanders. So <laughs> don't get any, don't get your uh, panties in a twist there out there, Detroit Lions fans. <laughs> but oh, another – yeah, that's true. They had Calvin Johnson, too. Wasted career. Uh, oh, they did have Stafford. Uh, but an, another guy – uh, he reminds me of is Sony Michelle. Unfortunately. So he'll get a good landing spot. He'll be taken high enough and people were going to hype him up. But then you'll realize that there was a chub out there that you missed and would have filled up your lineup better. Wow. Red flags. I see on his highlight reels. <laughs> if the first two minutes are versus the same team that has weak competition, and he's running all over him. I'm guessing he's not that great and doesn't have a whole uh, portfolio worth looking into. I watched the uh, same video, Mac. <laughs> uh, we I watched a few on him, but I know, you know what I'm talking about, right? So you look at some of his stats, and he didn't show up in some of the games. He got plenty of opportunities, double-digit opportunities, but then he'd only have 60 yards. So he would have the big chunk touchdown games. Uh, that was good. It's great. If I have him and I'm on the clock, I'm looking to trade away the dynasty pick. I, ju I just don't want him. I'm probably going to be wrong. I know he was fast in his combine time, Ryan. You're probably looking that up. Like, come on. What do you say? Sony Michelle, when he makes a cut, he makes a couple more or not another one downfield second level. And then he tries getting back to his top speed. It takes him too long after he makes the cuts. So people do catch up to him. And you look a lot of his highlight reel. Everybody's in the box. Great blocking. He gets out from him. And people are still catching up to him, though. But luckily for him, he's only 40 yards away from the end zone. I just think at the next level, it's going to be tougher for him. So I'm just not that high on him. Uh, I don't think he's going to be relevant in PPR leagues uh, just because he can catch. We've seen him make some ridiculous ca catches, but he wasn't involved in the game plan that way. He didn't have much practice in it either, so that worries me. Uh, I do like how he stretches out the runs to the edge and he can beat people to it. Uh, it'll be a great benefit for Buffalo in the RPO game. That's what I'm thinking. And the dance in the backfield – I just don't think it's going to translate over well to the NFL. Un Can unpopular take. I know. I'm sorry. Go I'm ahead. Gonna make, I'm going to make one one more quick cop here. Mm -hmm. All right. So who's another guy who was 5'10", who was an explosive running back, who Danny ran Woodhead. sub 4-4-40-yard dash, who also wasn't considered very efficient in the passing game, and who also wasn't considered the best running back in his class when he came out into the draft. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I was going to say Alvin Kamara. 
Well, I was going to okay, say Jonathan. Camaro. Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Very, very, fairly similar profile to Kenneth Walker. So we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. I like both of these guys. We'll see what landing spot he goes to. But yeah, I'm just, I'm not overwhelmed with him. I could be wrong. I was wrong on Jamar Chase, too, for his first year. So, uh, <laughs> but we, we forgot all about that, right? Delete the clip. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I think that's all <laughs> yeah, I read it. <laughs> Next guy, Isaiah Spiller. We got uh, Texas A&M, six foot even, 217 pounds. I said that really awkwardly. I'm sorry. Ryan Wilson hasn't projected going to Tampa Bay. No. Oh. <laughs> but when we wrote this, Ryan, his stock has been dropping tremendously. Uh, he had a bad combine in a pro day. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I, I don't think he ran the 40 at the combine, but it sounds no. like he did did not have a very impressive time. Uh, I want to say he ran in the 4-6 uh, yep. territory. At the pro um, day too, so you know they're they're helping him with the clock too. Yeah, so that was a big concern with Isaiah Spiller. He wasn't overly impressive in his 2021 campaign. Uh, a lot of people were saying that if he came out in 2020, um, or if this happened, to, if he came out a year earlier, that he would have been, you know, probably the top running back in the class. Uh, so yeah, he he's slipping. He's got the size, six foot two seventeen. He's another very well rounded back, great hands, very shifty. Uh, has really good vision, but if you're running a four six, that's going to throw warning signs at uh, a lot of scouts. Agreed, man. Uh, a lot of people do take stock in that, but look at his game film. Maybe, uh, maybe someone will take a higher chance on him. But if he drops the third round, fourth round, that might really hurt his dynasty value too. I mean, I, I'm thinking here for him. I mean, for, for me personally, anywhere but Tampa Bay would be great because I <laughs> invested so much into Keyshawn Vaughn in the offseason just hoping he would get his chance. Uh, but I I like to see him go New York Giants round three, pick 67. Uh, I think you've talked about it, Mac, uh, over the last couple of episodes and that there's been some, some talk about maybe Saquon's on the trade block. I think the Giants are starting to get a little worried that this is going to be or this this injury uh, history is going to just continue to linger. So I wouldn't be surprised if they look to get a younger number two and just mm-hmm. kind of see what happens with with Saquon. And I think this would be a good good fit here. They're in a huge rebuilding year, so uh, they might take a running back young to build around because Saquon won't be around maybe after this year or they'll trade him during the season. Who knows? But we'll, we'll see. I don't like, I don't mind that. What about you, Regan? Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, um, two teams come to my mind and that's the Houston Texans and the Atlanta Falcons, Mm. both in dire need of a playmaker, but also both in dire need of a lot of things. Texans being my projected landing spot. I think they just need, they need a lot. Um, if they could get a player like this and, you know, if he holds up, they might be, this might be a player that they can build around. This guy does have a lot of talent. It's been shown. Yes, it has fallen off as of late. Um, but I think, you know, they just have a lot more they're going to need to fill. So my ideal landing spot at this point is the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Mike Davis, one more year on his contract. And obviously we know he's been absolutely gross to watch. <laughs> So I think uh, Spiller and Patterson for a year or two would be uh, really dynamic to watch. Um, in Atlanta, this could be somebody that they could possibly get late. Um, I have them getting, you know, trading with Detroit, but they might be able to trade somebody a little bit later, especially if um, the stock keeps going down. So uh, if Atlanta can hold off, um, get Spiller later on and, and build around him. You're not, you're not going to need to throw him into the fire right away. I know that sucks for fantasy value and everything, but this if you can get him going and get some more pieces around him like a stud quarterback or something like that, um, he could be really something special down the line. Um, at this point, though, I think next year it's, it's not going to be a gung-ho to a team he's probably going to go to, hmm. fantasy-wise. I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, he's going to be a project. Uh, like you said, they're going to have to work 
with him. He's not going to be the workhorse right away or the starting role. Whatever team he goes to. I'm projecting Houston. They're looking to get younger. Number 80 overall. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm saying it. Miami, 102 in the third round. If he drops that low, I mean, if he can make Jeff Wilson look like an athlete, I think they can do something with this guy. So, I like that, uh, though, Mac. That's a good spot in general. Like you said, work in mm-hmm. progress. They got a couple other guys for this year. Yeah. I, I just like I don't know what they're going to do with their first pick in the draft. So we'll see. Uh, he needs to get into that run-friendly offense, though. Uh, get his feet wet at the beach down there. It'd be nice. Uh, keep on repeating you, Regan. We need to switch it up. Uh, teams that are rebuilding, uh, they'll take that running back talent and work with him. I'm afraid if Houston snags him, though, that's where it's not going to be good. It's not going to be pretty. Uh, I think he will. Throw him right in. They're going to throw him right in because yeah. I don't think Lovey Smith really knows what he's doing down there. And they're gonna they're gonna try competing uh, when they should really just keep on tanking. But we'll see. Uh, I think he will mature really well over time, like fine wine, kind of like some moms <laughs> I might know that may or may not be related to you guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I really hope that he does drop in the drafts and in dynasty dynasty drafts in turn. So that way, if you are rebuilding your team, uh, you can snag him, hopefully in your late first, second round, depending on what kind of format you're in. Uh, I'm curious, though, uh, to see what more info comes out. If he got hurt, what was holding him up at the combine that he tapped out? Uh, I, I feel like there's more info that needs to come out, Ryan. I just don't think we're getting the full story. Because yeah, he's not, I mean, he's not that slow on film. Sorry, right, and, and that could be the case. And they they might have expected him to run a kind of a slower time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they just wanted a little bit more time to see if he could he could shave off a, a few tenths of a second or, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but tell you what, like really high ceiling. So where you're going to get him in dynasty drafts and where teams are going to get him in the, in the actual drafts, I think he could be a really good value. And if you're picking him in the middle to late third round, all of those guys have, have, a, have a low floor. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're taking a guy with this much, this much potential, that that's a good spot to be in. Agreed. All right. Our final running back here, Kyron, Kyron Williams, excuse me. Uh, got some pros, got some cons. He's like the energizer bunny out there. He's hard to find because he is short. Another shorty here, Ryan. 5'9", 194 pounds from Notre Dame. Ryan Wilson is really high on running backs this year. Huh? Day two pick. Um, second round, third round. We'll see. Uh, he he does like to break ankles, though. He is shifty out there in open space. So more of like a passing down back. Is that what we're thinking here? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what, what his profile is telling us. He's got really good hands. He's open. And, he's good in open space. Um, he seems to it's, he seems to be a prototypical third down back. Mm. He's fun sized. He's short. Fun he's good. But he's strong. He, it keeps his feet moving. I do like mm-hmm. that about him. So it'll be good. Where do you think he's going? Uh, you know, I think for him, I could see that the Texans picking him in the third round late. I mean, obviously there are, there are teams that are going to be targeting backs, and I think we're, we're kind of doubling up and tripling up on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I think this is this is a good time for the Texans to kind of take a risk on a running back is deep in the third round. Uh you know, I, I, I think ideally I'd like to see him in a situation like Denver uh, where he can be paired with a guy like Javante Williams. Uh, the problem with Denver is if they're going to take him the third round with the 75th pick, that's their second pick in the draft. So they might be looking at filling other, other needs at that point. Mm-hmm. They don't have first. They're picking late in the second. Um, I think that's his ideal spot, but I think ultimately he ends up as a project in Houston or in Atlanta or, or something like that. Hmm. Well, that'll be fun too. Regan, how about you? 
let me just go ahead and unmute myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like that take on the Broncos, Ryan. That's that would be awesome and ideal, but I like you said, I don't think it would happen. Um, my thought again, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm bringing up the Buffalo Bills again, just in case they miss out on the whole Brees uh, on Hall's pick. They don't want to take an early pick. Maybe in round two, even round three, they could go out and grab him. Uh, so this guy, you know, somebody they could use with blitz pickups. We know how bad they've been in that department. Could really help uh, Josh Allen out. And then releasing out of the backfield. I do really want them to get a, a three down back. I think that's really what Buffalo needs. But I think this is just next best uh, going down the line. Uh, my ideal landing spot at this point is probably the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I could also see the same aspects. You know, obviously they they're lacking depth at running back due to injuries and so on. But the blitz pickups gives Lamar a little bit more time. He always is scrambling in that backfield. So, mm -hmm. like I said, blitz pickups releasing out of the backfield would be great. Um, another little one I had, and this isn't really any of my pro uh, projected or ideal landing spots, but it's um, Philadelphia guys. I was wondering what you guys thought about that. Miles Sanders on his last year. Uh, could be a good fit right there. Um, you guys got anything on that? Yeah, they had they took Kenneth Gainwell last year too, and he yeah. he shows some good promise. But yeah, they're I don't know what they're gonna do with all their picks, but I could see it happening. Yeah, I mean they might be they might be even looking at, at uh, replacing Miles Sanders earlier in the draft, uh, knowing True. that this is this is gonna be it for him. This is his last year in his contract, so. Uh, I think if you if you take a guy like Williams now, uh, he he kind of to me is similar to Kenny Gainwell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. It was just a thought I had in general, just because I know Miles Sanders is out and so on. But yeah, you are right; they kind of play the same aspect. I feel like that's kind of like the way they're going, though. They try to get Miles Sanders out of the backfield way more than they probably should too, instead of just running it up the middle. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't know. I would hate that though because a running quarterback this year. So I only liked it because of his uh, pass blocking. Excuse me, mm -hmm. just his pa pass blocking. That's ideal in this league nowadays with these running quarterbacks and not having enough time and them trying to make something out of nothing. Uh, you want to have that guy that you're going to trust in the backfield that you also could dump it off to. So uh, I, I would love to see him with any pass. Uh, I mean, running quarterback. Hmm. All right. I, I'm on the opposite end of that. I think he needs a pass block for somebody else who really needs it. Some quarterbacks cool. that are in the pocket here, Ryan, over in Florida, Tampa Bay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh my God! I thought you were gonna say Miami. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, projected Don't landing spot. Don't even say it, Mac. Don't I do it. Only, I got one more, can. one more hurdle to jump here with Keyshawn Vaughn, and that's the draft. That's the only <laughs> thing I gotta get past now. Nah, I actually think you might like my take. Uh, landing spot, Cincinnati, 63rd overall, round two. Another uh, little guy, but like you've been saying, Regan, his pass blocking, it doesn't help us out. <laughs> There's no fancy points for pass blocking. Stabbing. But if you are out there, you're, you're not, he's not going to be the workhorse. So he will be that RB3 flex for you. I honestly think if he goes to Cincinnati, remember what we saw last year, getting sacked all the time. Their offensive line, <laughs> they rebuilt it. But what have they done with the running back room? Uh, the underrated uh, accolade he has is that pass block, and, and it indirectly translates into fantasy points with his ability to pass block, go out into the screens and not be slow like P. Ryan out there. He will be much faster. Uh if he can do that, he'll have a bunch of opportunities to receive those dump-off passes and maybe turn into late touchdowns on the two-minute drill. Uh, we'll see what happens. I think the Bengals, they have Joe Mixon rebuilding their O-line, but that's all they have in the running back room. There's nobody else. I don't want to hear about Chris Evans. I don't want to hear about P. Ryan. Uh, who else they have there? Uh, it doesn't even matter. I just I think I'm seeing the trend there. The Bengals pivoting from Mixon from running the ball and Burrow will be passing it. So Mixon can still do it. I just think he will be their third down back if they draft him. And I think that would be their 
best move uh, to do. Not necessarily for fantasy, but that's what I'm projecting. I really like that. The the stiff. (laughs) The stiff. Oh, man. The the walking stick, running stick. The poor guy. looks like when he runs. He's like Forrest Gump with the braces. He can't bend his knees. (laughs) Well, don't make fun of the guy. Oh, he's he was great. He won me some money, so it's good. <laughs> Anyways, on your take, I really like it. I haven't heard this one yet. I think this is really smart and kind of out of the box. And wow, the, the, the concept of it too with uh, Joe Mixon, um, it, c- it could be kind of like a Nick Chubb, Cream Hunt type of deal. And I, I think that would be awesome, uh, fantasy wise too. So this could kind of be a win win for uh, for us, the fantasy owners and the and the team itself. Mm. So I like it. Appreciate it, man. And that's all you're getting out of me about positivity. <laughs> I was going to say, you, don't make me blush now. That's really smart. You're always idea, blushing. Though, you're yeah. ginger. Uh-huh. I mean, that's the thing about Kyron Williams. It's like ceiling is what uh, Kareem Hunt and the floor is probably Chris Evans. <laughs> oh, jeez. This <laughs> team's ideal. Ouch. If you guys haven't noticed, the draft class is not that deep. So at all. What do we think? One guy that we talked about tonight, Brees Hall, that's about it. <laughs> Maybe Honestly, two. you might get a random one. Somebody could just get nervous and grab somebody, somebody that trades up or something like that. But Brees Hall should be the only one going in the first round if if he does. There's going to be an Eli Mitchell out there, somebody that team that takes a late running back who will be relevant. It always happens. So yeah, you just exactly. take those shots later in your dynasty draft with that fourth, fifth round pick couple thirds you might have traded for just take it aim for depth don't really value the player uh ability no matter what position i would target my depth that i need that's just my opinion but uh, that's what what i see with houston mac in Mm. general like they have so many holes if you want to grow grab somebody grab somebody later on (laughs) i hate you (laughs) There's so many holes to fill. Coming all night long, but then he pulls out, and, and it's just hard. It's been a while since he's seen a hole that big. <laughs> Thank you for setting me up for that. Oh my god! Uh, waiting all night for it. Uh, it. Takers, if you made it this far in the episode, it is much appreciated. If you're watching us, just a tip: a fantasy football podcast on YouTube. Like, subscribe uh, to our channel. There, be much appreciated. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think of these running backs. A running back we didn't talk about. Uh, we'd like to engage with you. I know Peltzy did the other day on Allen Robinson, so he still hasn't answered. Get on that, Peltzy. Uh, <laughs> and if you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon, leave a review where you're able to. Uh, but download the episode. It really helps us out. And as always, share our tips with your friends and family. Does anybody have any leftovers? Ryan, we'll start with you. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been watching Winning Time on HBO Max uh, about the Lakers' '80s dynasty. It's fantastic. The, the story behind it, the things you didn't know behind the scenes. Uh, Jerry Buss, Jerry West, uh, all all those classic legends. Very very good. I don't know if you guys have watched it yet. <laughs> you, you know, it's not like. It's very loosely based on a true story, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say very loosely based on a true story because a lot of the stuff actually happened and you know what happened. But uh, yeah, I know that the, some of the behind the scenes stuff is definitely. Just wanted to make sure. Just didn't want to burst your bubble there, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I heard it's good. I still have not checked it out yet, though. Um, I'm watching Severance catching up on that. So on Apple TV, Regan would hate it. <laughs> well, well, that actually brings me to my leftover. I got two real quick ones. First one is I find it amazing that you guys watch so much TV and I don't get to watch it any. Yet I watch so much football when it's football season, and I don't know how I find the time. <laughs> well, I, I don't miss a game. That's the thing. During football season, I. I'm coaching, so I'm watching that film, and I'm watching the NFL, and maybe a little bit of college. Yeah. And now I'm playing catch-up. Ah, understandable, understandable. I can't do that. (laughs) I just don't. 
and I don't have kids, so I got more time yeah. on my hands. That one hurts. That one hurts a lot. What's the other leftover? Uh, why does everyone suck at driving now? It, oh my god. I've never been in so many almost accidents in my life. Everybody like everybody forgot how to drive during COVID. And also the speed limits on the highway is now 80. We're at 65 normally. I love that part. You can't use the C word. Come on. We're over that. We're in 2022. We're moving on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Good night, everybody. Good night. Peace out, home slice.